Do you wanna rub on Simba's tummy? Or think that Spider-Man looks extra yummy? The pain of childhood is super funny. On Did That Do It For Ya? Hello, welcome <laughs> to finally another episode <laughs> of That Do It For Ya. We were on a break, um, but you know, the sexual awakenings wait for no man or woman in this case, because I'm here with the hilarious and beautiful Fiona Frawley. Oh, hey. (laughs) Ah, How are you doing today? I am doing great. Um, Just have been lying at home doing nothing, binging yellow jackets and having uh, toast. So it's been a great day. That's literally all I've done. Incredible. I mean, as my listeners can probably tell, you are not American. Rude. Honestly. <laughs> um, where in the world are you? I'm in Dublin, Ireland. Incredible. Cherrywood, specifically near the Wicklow County bounds. Um, it's a real hip hop happening place for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. It's the outskirts of Dublin. Outskirts. The of burbs. The burbs of Dublin. I mean, yes. last time I was there, I stayed with you in Shank Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're. We're near Shankill. I mean, it's an industrial estate near Shankill, basically. Very Shankill's, cool. Yeah, well, no, but thanks for saying so. <laughs> I had a good time. Your mother heard me violently <laughs> throwing up. And I think about Oh my God. Yeah, that, yeah, after 92. And I, <laughs> my mom was like, they're a long way from home. <laughs> it's okay (laughs) I mean if anyone is gonna be like really sympathetic to a bad hangover it's an Irish memmy yeah true true although she's not really that vibe because she's actually English so like the I mean her parents are Irish but she's English so like I did not really get the Irish mammy experience in terms of like uh you know molly coddling and warmth i got a very uh no nonsense bad bitch uh <laughs> which really has its own merits as well you know when you think about english mothers you really think no nonsense bad bitch yeah 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 it's a good toss-up but you've got you have an irish dad though which is important oh yes i fucking do <laughs> yes yes he is quintessentially irish um another memory I have while we're sharing memories is that you taught your father how to stand up after we learned how to stand up in (laughs) class oh my god no no oh my god really so here like the thing is is that like a lot of my memory of my time in Ireland is like very much like blacked out because I was you know having various mental health crises at the time but these like funny little like pops of moments like pop into my head and there was um there was a donald courtney (laughs) (laughs) just that name i'm not gonna believe i'm not gonna believe we're there yes no absolutely not (laughs) we are in the gaiety school (laughs) we're there we're there donald courtney is yeah (laughs) i probably was is teaching us how to stand up where we lean forward like super far and then rise and he's like you don't put pressure on your knees when you stand up 
and then you went home and told your dad and your dad oh sorry oh like as in when you oh yes i do remember that this is because my dad my dad would always be like <laughs> you know right giving himself heart failure every time i thought you meant um a posture alignment oh thing. i mean and i was like geez he wouldn't have had time for that no 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 i can't imagine your your father um <laughs> rolling up the spine vertebrae vertebrae by vertebrae that but would be a hard no i can't believe i went into so much debt to learn how to roll up the spine vertebrae by vertebrae. <laughs> <laughs> and but look how much has it shaped your daily life i honestly? mean i cannot tell you how many times a day i'm just rolling up the spine <laughs> I mean that pays for itself absolutely honestly. I mean truthfully I stopped acting because I was like I would like to smoke cigarettes and I need to stop rolling up my spine this way like this is just yeah. it. it's just interfering <laughs> with daily life I just I'm, I'm doing this too much um wait yeah. I wanna, oh for those of you who probably like couldn't guess we met in acting school in ireland yes <laughs> yes <laughs> when i made a crazy choice to <laughs> to live in ireland for a couple of years um well, wait, casually. I wanted, casually i wanted to address something that happened to you recently mm -hmm. um where someone you are you are a comedian you you yes do, stand-up comedy uh you should check you should check Fiona out on uh, just YouTube Fiona Frawley and she'll come up um but someone left a comment on one of your videos oh my god yes yes <laughs> can iconic. we talk about this <laughs> of course of course absolutely this was a huge moment for me because it was my first uh troll and <laughs> so detailed and personalized not just like your shit. Do you know what I mean? Uh, very, very. Oh, sorry. Do you mind two seconds? My mom's calling. Oh, Can yes. Just, you I'm, take. I'll cut this out. But like, yeah, you take that. Call I'll just answer gonna, it really quick. Just I'm really going to take some Thanks. bites. Yeah, you go. You take some bites. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Hello. How are you? <laughs> Good. Sorry. We had to leg it there because I'm just doing a podcast recording at home. Well, you were playing great. I'll catch up with you all after this. <laughs> Okay, bye. I love you. <sighs> Sorry about that. Now. No bother. What is your mom playing? Tennis. Oh, good for her. Yes, yes, yes. She got well into it over the pondo. Very um, proud of her. <laughs> yeah, because it's a real like sport you can play without touching anyone. So it was good. It, a lot of people got into it over lockdown here. I don't know. Well, like not like lockdown, but when there were still some restrictions. Sure. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. So I'll actually just close the door properly so she doesn't barge in. <laughs> I would love Arrives. for your mother to make us like a guest spot on this pod. She might, yeah. She doesn't believe in boundaries, so honestly, because she she's could. a she's a baddie English mom. She fucking is. She's a mad bitch. Sorry, we can get back to it now. <laughs> yes. So tell us about your troll, your comment on yes, yeah. So will I read it? Yes, please. Okay, um, oof, where will I find it? Okay, so basically, um, what happened? Okay, so I was, um, I was opening, uh, for Tommy Tiernan, who's like no the, big the, fucking deal or anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was really cool. And then, um, so I was opening for him for a few shows at Baker Street, 
And then that was all good. I had a great time. And then a few weeks later, I just put up like a little video of me doing a bit of stand up. And then um, let me just find the comment. Someone actually specifically Nini Fa. 1968 commented saying I also don't know if she knew she was commenting on my Instagram because she's speaking about me in the third person I'm like it's me Uh, she said I went to see her at Vicar Street and the bang of smug obnoxious woke off her was intoxicating save us from this pain failed actors are not always natural comedians which is true and so there's like a few details to unpack first of all she says I went to see her at Vicar Street which I'm like thank you so much I'm pretty sure you were there to see award-winning comedian and broadcaster Tommy Tiernan but thank you for saying specifically you yeah yeah I'm like thanks for buying a ticket me um and then yeah smug obnoxious woke I'm like Thanks, thanks. Yeah, those fan. are all, those are definitely three <laughs> adjectives I would use to describe you. I'm um, a fan, <laughs> and to say it was intoxicating, I'm like I filled up her senses. That's so. a brave review. That's that's an artist. Intoxicating. Um, yeah, I'm like honestly Edinburgh Fringe poster quote. You're like uh, <laughs> you're like a Britney Spears fragrance. Like you're intoxicating. Yes, yes, I am curious. <laughs> And then circus later on. Yes. Um, so, yeah. And then failed actors are not always com- natural comedians. So I'm like, oh, like she had to go and search to find that out. She would have, have had to. Right. I don't have anything like in my set about um, being an actor. And sorry, can I just say I'm just on a break right now? You know, I can go back <laughs> to it at any time. Well, I mean, <laughs> this is like the, to get very serious. This is like my my. My understanding, because I did, I left shortly after school finished, but I was there yes. for like a couple months and yes. I was, it was very much under the impression that like you were going to like, just do the comedy thing. So I was, yes. Fiona never like, it, this is going to sound like so mean the way that I'm phrasing it, but I mean it. Oh. Like you never tried to be an actor. You were. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's. that. That is actually so true. And I think that's why I didn't try. Because I was like, if you haven't tried, you can't fail. So, yes, my toxic trait, basically. Yes, yes. So, okay. So, yeah, like you were there when we finished drama school. Yes. And obviously, personally, myself, I don't know about you. When I finished drama school, I was like, I'm fucking class. (laughs) I am so good. Oh, agents, come on, line up. You're obviously all going to want, like, you know, just who do I pick? And that wasn't really how it went. Um, And so obviously, like, such a horrific anxiety-inducing time to see your friends and classmates do well and literal tumbleweeds for you. So I was like, stand-up is something that I can do so that people so that I have something else to talk about when people are like and how's the acting going um and like I just was too like honestly scarred to keep even trying acting um you know I just couldn't do it like I could not stand in like foyers or whatever and like talk to people who are like looking over your shoulder for someone more important like my fragile ego couldn't take it 
So I did like throw myself into stand up um, full on. And I'm glad because like that's you can control it a bit more and you can like you can reach out and get stuff yourself a bit more. Um, so yeah, I'm happy with that choice. Like I still like, look, if, if any acting stuff came up, I do it, but I find it a very difficult world to be in. Absolutely. So, you yeah. know, no, you absolutely just kind of like hit the nail on the head. And I think, I mean, to talk about me for a second, um, <laughs> please, <laughs> this is well, what we're here for. it's so interesting. Cause I think, um, coming into the gaiety, do we have to believe mm. that? Going <laughs> um, no. into drama school, <laughs> um, I was like, I'm gonna be the best actor the world has ever seen. Like, of I'm course, so talented and amazing. And then our specific program, I think, actually turned me into someone who was much more interested in like making my own stuff. Making. And yeah, yeah. So then, yeah. So like, I went back to like my parents after I like was like did I, I told you about that weird letter I got from the Irish government right was that while you were still here yes because it seemed like you had to leave kind of suddenly yes. I think I remember so, that yes. yeah 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 I got this letter from the like Irish government being like you have like money here and you're making money here and we need to know why because you don't have a visa to do that and so I was like soft deported <laughs> And were you working? I were, was. Like, I was working under the table at that little antique shop by the school. I was working for the school. And then sometimes I would go into uh, this, I would go into this like audio place and record ADR for Irish actors who couldn't nail their American accents. Oh, incredible. Right. So I think someone at the audio place. Rotted you out. I think so. <sighs> I should have saved and framed that letter. But again, I was in like such a terrible state of mind that I was just like, yeah. eh. and I like short circuited and like left really fast. Um, oh my God. That's but, horrific. Isn't that funny? Um, but yeah, then my mom was like, you can't, I'm not going to like continue to pay for you to exist unless you have like an actual degree. Mm hmm. And then I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep doing theater. <laughs> and so like, such, <laughs> it's such I, rewarding work. <laughs> so good well, for our mental well-being. Unfortunately, Why we continue? unfortunately, I'm just not, I'm not good with numbers. I don't have any mm. like, I don't have any like marketable skills except being like really fun and cute and popular. So I, uh, I was like, What's I just. What's I have what to keep. Do? I have to keep going in this vein. But like, so then I, I went to like, I started acting school again. But then I was like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> I want to like right. direct and write my own stuff. And that's ultimately where I ended up. So like, I'm definitely a failed actor. But I wouldn't call you a failed actor. Well, I wouldn't call you either because you still work in theater and like your your um, journey oh. away was a choice. Definitely. I think, like, definitely. Yeah, I think um, we both made choices, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, I mean, I always, always think about your work in the gaiety, like your manifestos and stuff. They were incredible. They were so good. Like the fucking New York one in the box. I like, you know, you it's clear that that's more what you're meant to do. You're a great actor. But like, 
you know, I think the gaiety is good for that, probably because they know they're like, look, all these people or at least 98 percent of them aren't going to be actors. So we might as well teach them some other stuff. And some people really thrive at that. And like you fucking did. Thank you. And it looks like you're continuing with that. I love it. I mean, and also like fair play to our class. I think there's a lot of folks who we went to school with who are really doing the fucking thing. And like, mm, mm, absolutely. Like so, so much love to them. And I want to get more people that we went to school with on this podcast. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just, you just happen to be the one with the most YouTube presence. So I'm really like exploiting you for clout. Uh. YouTube. Sorry. <laughs> I, the only video that I know is on there. I am awful in it. And the star truly is the man signing along, <laughs> which I'm like, everyone go and watch it for him because he has to figure out how to sign Chewbacca nipples and he plays a fucking blinder. But as my dad has told me, I don't come across great in the video. So well, you do come across as a uh, woke, smug and obnoxious. So I don't know but <laughs> fingers crossed I hope so okay I'm gonna tell um, you a secret that's gonna make me sound like a total creep um I <laughs> when I was working in, a, in an office before um my job went remote and I moved um yeah. I would spend my lunch hour eating my lunch and watching your um Irish people try videos oh sorry that YouTube sorry yes 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 oh my god no that's please thanks say more about me honestly <laughs> I actually forgot about those that's really bad don't tell Troy no I won't I won't but like I mean it's it's just like complicated and we can like offline about this at a different time but I think mm -hmm. like I was so like deep in the closet with my transgenderism that like it okay was, yeah it was impossible for me to be happy at that time and I think I just like made yeah. my miserableness like so much of y'all's problem and like no ah stop we were we were in drama school every we were, single one of us was doing we that. were so miserable they had us in school for like 12 hours a day like yeah unhinged stuff no wonder all of us came out just like broken shells of human beings but like yeah I, I was like experienced like it's so funny to like look back at that time and be like oh my god just all yeah. of us drunk fumbling around like kissing each other and stuff yes and more <laughs> and more <laughs> <laughs> um but i honestly like i i just i feel like i i i like miss my irish friends so much and i'm just like this is like my my grand reconnect tour and well it will be incredible for you to come back like so fully yourself and thriving and just being you and like you can just enjoy it I hope like we'll yeah. go out yes, and please. have fun yes finally well okay so I'm gonna cut this part but I have to tell you because this is really funny um hmm. the one of the like biggest supporters of my transition has been Lisa. isn't that wild yes oh my god that's incredible so what's she been saying she just will like like all of my stuff and she'll like heart me and be like I'm like so proud of you you look great and I'm like mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah you always wanted this <laughs> but oh like, my god it's not wild that is that's amazing that's perfect it just makes sense I should have guessed it was her 
I mean, it surprised the fuck out of me, but she'll like constantly be interacting with my stuff and my posts online. And I'm like, okay, you want this dick? Like, yeah. <laughs> I understand. You wanted it then. You want it more now? Yeah. She's a little, she's a little chaser. She's a chaser. <laughs> oh my God. That is amazing. Yeah. Oh so I'm going to have to cut that, but it is, it is funny as fuck. Why don't you just be like the biggest supporter is babe? I might. And then we can lose everything else. <laughs> Maybe I will. I want people to think that I'm like very desired, which I am. Yeah, yeah, um. yeah, yeah. You've got stands on all continents. I'm, I I'm think you leave it in. Transatlantic, baby. Um, Literally. Speaking of transatlanticism, um, I spent the morning watching music videos of. <laughs> Of some the uh, of some of the most unhinged uh, wonderful artists I've I've ever really experienced. Fiona, would you like to uh, introduce our topic today? Yes. So, um, the topic is boy bands of the late nineties, um, early noughties, and my violent, pained obsession with some of these young men. No matter what they tell us No matter what they do No matter what they do Yeah, before I knew what it is to like have a crush or like feel passion or anything So it was just very like physically painful And like you'd, you'd cry Like you know those like videos of like women like bawling their eyes out watching the Beatles But that was me at like <laughs> these very subpar bands apart from Boyzone obviously they're iconic but like A1 Blazing Squad not even really you know would not make like a top 100 like influential songs of last like you know they wouldn't but they were big for me I okay I need you to explain to the listeners at home <laughs> so you you sent me boys you sent me Boyzone Boyzone yeah A1 Yes. And Blazing Squad. Yeah, Blazing Squad are a curveball, I feel. I was a little bit, okay, because, so I'm in, just as someone who, like, did not grow up with these bands whatsoever, mm, mm, mm. like, I was very much, like, in sync, um, Backstreet Boys, those were my boy yes. bands that I grew up with. Yes, of course. And which, like, of course, like, these felt very specifically, like, are they specifically Irish? Are they, like, Irish-English? Only boys own are Irish. The okay. other two are English. Yeah, the whiff of Irish I got off of them was like pretty intense. So I'm watching the music video for, um... oh crap, what was the name of that song? Was this boys own? Yes. For no matter what. Yes, yes. Tell, with the candles and stuff. Yes. <laughs> So okay, a couple things as someone as like as someone who's like coming to this with like no prior knowledge. Right. That's a lot for you. First first impression. No, okay. okay. <laughs> first impression. So there's like are they like kind of Jesus-y is what is my first question. Of course, because it's 90s Ireland. So there right. needs to be some sort of harking to Catholicism. Yes, and yes. Our Lord and Savior. It felt very like, okay, this is, that's why I was like, oh, the, 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 the Catholicism is like wafting off of these boys. So these ones feel specifically yeah. Irish. Um, 
they were literally candles lifted from the church no doubt <laughs> they like there's like a there's like so many like crosses and like <laughs> yeah 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 and not just on their tattoos no also elsewhere <laughs> yes um do you know the names of these boys Supposed yes so <laughs> so there's ronan keating like I mean, do you, do you know Ronan Keating? Like he went on to like I've have a successful heard that name before. So he went on to have a successful solo career. Uh, he's the blonde guy. He did like Life is a Roller Coaster. Is he? Um, is he the one with kind of the longer bit of hair? Maybe, and he's blonde. Like he's blonde. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Maybe. Yeah. He there was only a bit longer hair. There was only one of them that I was like, this like. No offense to your to your boyfriends, but like they were not musically gifted. <laughs> who gives a shit? Really? Like who fucking cares? There was only one that I was like, oh, he can kind of sing. And I mean, I guess that's like the same with the Spice Girls and you really like think about it. Of course. Yeah. Like, Mel C yes. is the only one with like a voice, but like Yeah, she fucking carried them. But so like, like there was one who's like, okay, this guy has something. <laughs> which guy which guy because i, I want to know think, if it was my love so i think it's the one with the, with the with the bit of hair i'm hold on i have to i'm in a wrist splint because i spend i see that all of my hours typing or playing video games oh so you've got like carpal tunnel or yeah. something <laughs> it's oh like my god okay the most embarrassing um what ronan keating yeah tell me if it's him Ronan Keating, Irish singer. I do think it is him. I do think so. Okay, so he is not who I loved, but fair no. play to him. Is maybe not? No, no, no. He's not the one with the good, good voice. So he wasn't your favorite one. Who was your favorite one? My love, uh, who is actually sadly now not with us anymore. He <gasps> He's passed dead? away. Oh yeah, God. yeah. It's it's actually sad. He died. I think he died suddenly it was like no. a, yeah 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 and very untimely like um he had a I think it was a heart attack <gasps> and his name is Stephen Gately um he was like one of so Stephen like gate like a gate yeah Stephen Gately is the only one who could sing thank you and um so he was like probably like one of the first like openly gay um well like not while he was in the boy band but like later on and of course he was the one I fancied I always fancy gay men um I actually like looking back I'm like maybe they're familiar to me maybe they like look more like me or something and that's what I see in them but he was the first person I ever like was obsessed with and was like what is this feeling kind of thing um so that's Stephen Gately and he was in my dad's taxi once you know my dad's taxi right? yes so like yes huge 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 deal did you lose your goddamn mind when you found that yeah out? I mean I was a bit older at this huh. stage like I didn't I like he didn't have like that kind of a hold on me anymore but you know very full circle like it's you know amazing it's interesting that you brought up I didn't know that he was gay because I was like okay so like the Catholicism and the homosexuality just like emanating from this music video that's just the of song course. the song is like pure word salad it's like <laughs> it's true if you believe it baby like <laughs> I don't understand what's the best <laughs> is there an issue I'm gonna like link to this video I'm gonna link to all the videos that I watched because these works of art all um mm. 
but I, I, my question, like, so what was your kind of first introduction? I want to kind of focus on Boyzone just because they are the Irish one and the first one that you brought up to me. Yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm giddy with the, with this information, all of it. Um, what was your kind of first introduction to them? Oh. I can't even remember because I would have been so young, mm-hmm. so young. I would have seen them on the on the TV, I guess. Um, because, like, I mean, definitely the band that would have been more of of my age that I remember having the CDs and like listening to them would have been Westlife but mm. none of them I, d- I didn't really like any of them this way I appreciated sure. them as artists obviously um so yeah it's hard to like pinpoint like my introduction to them because they're just such a part of Irish life they're just there um so I honestly can't remember. I definitely remember like watching that video specifically on TV and just he was the one I was drawn to. And I think like it like he was extremely effeminate. And I think that's like probably what like, you know, I'm like, it's probably very narcissistic. Like I probably saw like something of me in him and that could have been the fascination of it. And like definitely like the people I went on to obsess over in A1 and subsequently Blazing Squad are a very similar look. So she's got a type. I mean, well, this is interesting because I think you're actually tapping into something quite universal because when you think about like sex symbols like David Bowie or Prince, Mm. even Captain Jack Sparrow, there's something like extremely like effeminate about them. And um something I've been thinking about a lot is like what men think the female gaze is and what women want is so different from what women actually want, which is to feel like a a sense of like kinship and similarity with their partner. Yeah. And and so it is completely unsurprising that you're like, ah, the wee gay one. Hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but so so I want to move on to A1. Who who was your who was your 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 lad in A1? So Ben. Which again, one was he? He had the yes, dark <laughs> curtain curtain bangs. Curtain bangs. Yes. Yeah. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, as I was watching that video, the you treat me like a rose or whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, each of these men are the most beautiful lesbians I've ever seen. <laughs> truly, truly. And that's that's it. Like that was it for me. Uh okay, so Ben, um, that was more at an age, like say I was 12. So mm. I would have had I would have had their posters and like their CDs and stuff. Um, yeah, posters all over the walls. And okay, so <laughs> This is what I used to do with my best friend on a Friday night. We used to, honestly, creativity coming through already. We used to cut out their faces because we already had enough posters. Like we we were like in surplus. And then we used to cut out their faces and draw little figures, like little cartoon bodies. And then we'd have like Big Ben baby band big christian baby christian we'd have like a big version and a baby version and we would like play out scenes with them and like that's what we would do on friday nights 
this is like one of those moments where I remember that Ireland is technically a developing country. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, we had scissors. (laughs) You had scissors, you had paper, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) What more do you need? What kind of games would you play with Baby Baby Ben? (laughs) I know. I think we just do scenarios. Like, it was very aesthetic. I'm a Libra. Um, So, you know, it was kind of like we would just visually place them. Because, you know, we were 12, so we were really too old to be like playing games per se, but we would, it would be more of a staging. Sure. You're creating vignettes and, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was theater. It was, it was theater. Oh God. You're giving me ideas. You're giving me notions. I actually, it would make a good piece. And then we had all the heads in like a little bag, like so that we could use, like, you know, so that we could, it was very, I don't know. I don't know like we and I don't even know who came up with this we obviously were like well matched as friends because we neither of us was like like, hang on a bit weird yes we were like this just makes sense yes this is what I I have no questions like I have I don't have any sort of quandary about that that makes total sense thank Um, you yeah a friend of mine who is a TikTok creator no big deal amazing uh, good Jealous. For him. I know, right? <laughs> um, he talks a lot about um, about how boy bands are like a kind of a safe space for younger girls to explore sexuality and yeah. like like first feelings of passion and desire. Um, and I forget his exact thesis. I probably should have like come a little bit more prepared. But like essentially, <laughs> I don't. Again, that's this, not the theme we're going for this today. Podcast is completely about feelings, not facts. Um, <laughs> but like, he's essentially like it's like these boy bands like are essentially like they create personalities and personas for each of these boys that kind of tap into a different kind of vibe and mood that allows girls to be like, okay, I like this. I don't like that. I'm into like the sensitive one. I like the Mm. bad boy. And like kind of with these archetypes created through marketing and through like kind of the narrative of these bands, because like that's very much like what it is. Mm -hmm. Like young girls get to kind of imagine themselves in scenarios in a way that's like safe without actually having to put themselves in the harm's way of like being around actual boys, which is so so dark when you think about it. But like the advent of the boy band was like such an empowering thing, like for feminism and young women and in female sexuality. Oh my god yeah I love that I definitely agree because like especially like for me personally because I went to an all-girls school like from very young as well boys did and honestly still do terrify me it's not my it's not my like comfort zone I don't feel comfortable around boys or men still don't like um because as well like I do have a brother but he's he's seven years younger so it was me and my sister very very feminine household yes yes (laughs) yes, exactly which is honestly yeah the masculine presence is overwhelming for me (laughs) like 
you know, it just, I wasn't, I wasn't in a boyish family. And like, obviously like these are, you know, structures or whatever that probably don't really matter in the scale of things, but they've made their mark on me at this stage. So I might as well address it. Like, I can't pretend they don't exist because like, <laughs> I'm really scared of like, which is why I think I probably always went for the, like oh, gay fella yeah and I still do I've never gone for a bad boy never been attracted to them always like been attracted to the idea of like safety and like I, I know like that about myself and yeah like so the sensitive one all the way for me hell yeah and yeah maybe it is from like having such a kind of girly shall we say upbringing that like the more the far away they were from me and what I was used to the more I was like no can't exactly I mean it's interesting that you bring up Catholic school um because mm-hmm. I think a lot of schools in Ireland are gender segregated right mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this was actually so creepy so my school was mixed until age seven and then the boys leave so I'm like what do they think happens at age seven <laughs> what do they think happened at age seven, seven? <laughs> What's going on with the seven-year-olds? Please, come on. (laughs) So you're like gender segregated and then you go to Gwale Talk, which is, you know, your- Yes, I never did it. You never did it? (laughs) Yeah, which I think honestly furthered the- (laughs) The fear. Terror. (laughs) I I just said a word that my my American listeners are going to have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. But the pronunciation was- Beautiful, I lived I in Ireland for two years. <laughs> Skillful. People always ask me, like, oh, so can you do a good Irish accent? I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> like, <laughs> no you could pro- you would fair. probably think so. Yes, American. But like <laughs> if I did this in front of any of my Irish friends, they would laugh me out of, they did. They laughed me out of the country. I couldn't get work because the fucking <laughs> agents were like, you can't do an accent. <laughs> I know but it would have come like there was no need for the hate and like you know there was no need for the you can't from the start I very mean, Irish very I, like, you know. I think at that time I was just too sensitive for the world and I was like I can't like I can't take I can't take the teasing and the joking even if it's coming from mm. love I was like I can't do it <laughs> um back fair to enough because it is a bit toxic to be honest like so I mean, now that I have like self-esteem, I'm like, bring it on. But, (laughs) 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 but wait, okay, circling back to the boys. Um, Sure, sure, sure. So what was the boy squad or whatever? See you at the crossroads, crossroads, crossroads. See you at the crossroads, crossroads. Blazing Squad. Blazing Squad. Tell us a little bit okay. about the Blazing Squad. Okay, so that was a serious development because they are a band of. 14 yeah there were so many of them yeah yeah there's 14 members and how I got into them was my babysitter who I fucking idolized I just thought she was the coolest person ever she loved Blazing Squad so I was like me too are you joking I'm obsessed with them so this is when I was about 13 14 so I did understand these feelings and that they fucking and filled up my mind all the time um you know what's that word like not 
melting pot but like boiler whatever and obviously crucible, was, yeah yeah because there was no male contact obviously you know it was very <laughs> just the know. fantasy was extreme <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot so yeah so they definitely I mean I they had the the archetypal types within but also there was just so many of them so that it was many like, of them yeah and I think for definitely for people who would have grown up in London it would have been very familiar it would have, it would have been like we see these groups of guys hanging out so you know it like I think that's why like people talk to it so well because it was like I literally saw them last week <laughs> you know outside the corner yeah, shop I East know them London, yeah <laughs> yeah 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 so like and I guess because I have like English cousins and like I would have spent a lot of time over there I was like yeah same I know them as well um (laughs) and the one I was obsessed with I think okay so the one my babysitter was obsessed with was Kenzie who went on to be in Celebrity Big Brother dated uh Jodie Marsh and like did like he probably you know she's like a uh English glamour model who would have had a big hold on like early noughties culture um you know she was a real skinny bitch yeah yeah but with fucking massive tits um, of course thank god thank god (laughs) (laughs) and like not a kate moss vibe like uh you know a proper like bimbo yes uh, yes fuck yeah 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 who like these women also shaped me like you know they are important huge for me and so So, yes my my influences are clear um but okay so that was that was who everyone kind of fancied and then I fancied this guy Flava who had a very pale Irish head in him which (laughs) I must have been like okay that's that's what I can go for familiarity yeah (laughs) Yeah, looked looked a bit malnourished, um, which was a theme that carried on throughout my life and had kind of like a, a lot going on in the hair department, like um, like similar to Owen Quigg, do you know who we were looking at? Like, a, you know, a lot of Just great uh, hair. Yeah. Gray, big fringe, kind of that. Yeah. Um, I think so- I know which one you're talking about, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just type in flavor there, blazing spot, and you'll oh, know. And it. then there was all the other ones who I used to like know literally everything about them, their real name, their whatever, where they're from, blah blah blah. But look, I've I've grown up, thankfully. Um, and I haven't tapped into this uh area of myself in a long time. Well, I'm but... so glad we can explore it here in this safe space. Um I'm happy too. Do you did you get like teen magazines? Yes. Yeah, those were yes. like big at the time, I remember. Yes, yes. Late so, 90s, early noughties. Absolutely. Smash hits, Top of the Pops, Miz, um, all, all of the, I got them all. And like, I would like devour them cover to cover. And I remember uh, quoting something from one of them to my dad. And he was like, you can't believe that shite that you read. And I was like... <laughs> that was I was like why would they literally type it if it wasn't true I could not like fathom why would someone go on the record and tell lies yeah I was like everything is true in here like you know I just really yes I remember like opening up the pages of Tiger Beat and being like I mean, I don't even remember who my big Leonardo DiCaprio or some shit. Grace, yes, like yes. being like talking about like what he looks for in a girlfriend. 
<laughs> and like just me being oh like, okay, God. okay. Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah, we're like, we'll do it. Uh, yes. Yes. We're nine. <laughs> we're like, we will do it. <laughs> yes. I remember like the big beefs between like Hillary Duff and Lindsay Lohan over Aaron Carter. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. I mean, this was like, it, it was such an important time. <laughs> they really, you really. Yeah. And it's interesting to think that there was like this whole other kind of like Irish subset going, shut up. This whole other <laughs> Irish subset going on because you just named a bunch of magazines that I don't know. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and it, it's, it's, I mean, but it's interesting. Just like the the the, the cultural, like the cross cultural exchange is 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 mm. fascinating, and I love how you like. There's kind of this evolution where you start with boy zone, you go to A one, and then you graduate yeah. to Blazing Squad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so around the time I mean... that you were discovering your sexuality to these boys, I was come. I was going on my first Virgin Atlantic flight. Um, from Los Angeles to Paris, France. Oh, well, we. And there was a British radio station on the plane because this was like before MP3 players. Mm -hmm. And I'm asking you because I cannot for the life of me find this song, but I think about it all the time. And I'm hoping that you know what I'm talking about. Okay, was I hope I can help. These British rappers, they rapped. Mm -hmm. And the song was like, a new day, another morning after Leaning back on my chair in a greasy spoon cafeteria Last night was some beer lairiness done our way But again, we're back in the light of day Chatting shit, sitting at the wall table Telling jokes, playing with the salt Looking out the window Girl brings two plates of full English Boy, don't mug yourself Come on, don't mug yourself Do you know what I'm talking about? Don't mug yourself Was it like fast or slow? It was average paced he like tells a little story about he's going to the cafeteria and he's like obsessed mm. with this girl and his friends oh, the streets the streets yes 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 yeah 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 he's iconic <laughs> was that yeah. a part of it at all or no no i wouldn't have been crushing on him i think i would have been too old i don't know who like i obs i probably started obsessing over real people then mm. um he but he's an excellent storyteller um <laughs> and like still 10 out of 10 would go and uh, go and see like is excellent i am gonna have to put a little bit of this song in the in in the recording now because I've i'm assuming it's i'm assuming it's him well hold on here we go there's a way to figure this out i'm such a good podcaster you really are. Don't mug yourself definitely probably would have been a phrase of the time. Don't mug yourself by the streets. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, I clicked the wrong thing. Okay, that's fine. But yes, I'm correct. Thank God. I, you know, I've been thinking about this. I was like, Fiona might know. Um. <laughs> so glad I could help. Would have been mortified if I couldn't. <laughs> I just, I love the thought of you just like crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you're experiencing these feelings so intense and yeah the intersection between like catholicism femininity sexual exploration 
and just, uh, you know, boy band culture in general that just doesn't feel like it exists anymore. Or maybe we're just kind of too old yeah. to be a part of it. Feels like 1D was like really the kind of last great boy band. Yes, yes. I mean, unless we're just like so far removed maybe. from it now. Like I know there's like the wanted picture this. And so I don't know like if they're big in the States, but like, or I guess like, I mean, Harry Styles, like, and Niall Horan's solo careers, like, maybe the younger generation are as deeply obsessed. But I guess there's there's more to life these there's days. more to life. Yeah. So, like, you know, maybe yeah. they are... I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't... I, I feel maybe just very disconnected. I guess there was, like, seven seconds of summer or whatever. Oh, yeah. Five, I think. Oh. <laughs> Well, fuck it. I don't know. know. Um, Yeah, there was like five (laughs) seconds of summer or whatever. I mean, you're very generous to your boy Niall in terms of solo careers. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I have to. I have to big him up. You have to. Yeah. I mean, yes. But like, I mean, definitely. So my sister was like One Direction mad. Like, so she like went through a similar thing, and like she went to see them like a three arena and she was like no you don't understand like she was like I know everyone says this but like Harry Styles did look at me like we did (laughs) and like I was like no I obviously believe you obviously Um, yes (laughs) I know what you mean but that's like Um, that's kind of the beauty of the boy band isn't it it just like makes each individual girl feel so seen and so represented um to the point that like I don't know if you're familiar with the fanfic I forget who wrote it I'm sure I'm gonna get flamed in the comments for this but there's like a really famous fan fiction where a girl's parents sell her to One Direction. Oh my god, I don't know it, but I need to immediately. It's go. like, hold on, I'm gonna find it again. Really good at podcasting. Incredible. Um, One Direction fan thick girl is sold to One D. <laughs> of course sold to one direction (laughs) oh my god i was sold to one direction (laughs) oh yeah so again i think that there's something like really special about the fantasy that these bands provide and just like the safety of the safety of the exploration that is uh, uh, that these allow and even the kind of feeling like Harry Styles looked at me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think Harry Styles' solo career is going really well. I really like his music. I think he translates oh, yeah. really wonderfully. I think he looks great in a dress. I think people need to be nicer to him when he wears a dress. Absolutely. They need to, <laughs> like, who the fuck would have issue get a life the trans community has like big beef about harry styles wearing dresses because he hasn't like officially come out as okay or whatever and they're like everyone praises harry styles when he wears a dress um but like hates trans people and i'm like that's true but Mm, like mm, i mm. think it's fair to say that like we cannot assume this famous person's gender identity and like he doesn't owe us like a coming out i say this about the fact that taylor swift is bisexual all the time like Mm, there's mm. just certain things that like people do not owe you totally yeah yeah that's so true and that's a good point i 
I didn't really know that. So that's, that's fair enough. Like, well, I understand. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to start transitioning um, towards kind of the, the, the latter end of these questions. Um, mm. If you could, if you could like, um, if you could go back and, and, and talk to young Fiona about these boy bands, is there anything like specific that you'd want to tell her? I actually don't You're think like, so. Go for it. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I mean, no, no, I think she was, she was, she was doing what she needed to do. And like, there's some things that I'm like, look, she's better off not knowing because like a lot of the things she was probably struggling with, I still struggle with today. <laughs> fear in, of men. <laughs> like fear of men, the absolute mortification of like being spoken to by one. Like I really need to talk to my current self, if anything. I have nothing that I can offer young Fiona in terms of, oh, you've come on and you now are okay. <laughs> I'm okay with nothing. So <laughs> But, to be honest. I mean, you are a failed actor doing comedy, so. Famously, famously. Famously. <laughs> um, this is going to seem like an odd question, but I am curious. Did you have any sort of sex education in your Catholic school? No, no. We learned about, like, like we learned about, like, periods and stuff. But, like, I, I was well on and well into my own, like, menstrual cycle before I learned, <laughs> like, what a period actually is, like, what's happening. Like, we learned that we would bleed and that we use pads. But, like, it and it's was well on. <laughs> of course, of course, be ashamed. Like, but it, was, it was a long time before I knew, like, oh, that's actually, like, you know, the wall of your womb or whatever mm -hmm. so that took a long time and then sex education I definitely remember being 14 or 15 and going into some sort of assembly and possibly sex was touched on then but I know that I was in that assembly being like oh I'd have sex with a guy but like he I'd want him to keep his boxers on so like I <laughs> did not know like I didn't know what happens at that stage so you know they probably they probably did all the sex talk at the quail talk so yeah to be fair and I I was not I wasn't like I wasn't academic or trying to like do well or anything I was a real I was a real outcast, so I didn't I didn't go. And that was a really formative time for people. <laughs> but yeah, so I think we had a bit of the talk then, but like not enough and too late, I would say. Yes. That's that's my experience. Um <laughs> and also the mortification of not knowing something huge crippled me so like it, it's a bad bad combo you right. weren't told anything you were expected to just know it and if you didn't and someone found that out you would literally might as well never be seen in public again. you would never live it down <laughs> yeah basically. oh my god I'm so did someone this is such a personal question and you can be like it's okay fuck off if you want but so like you were already well into your menstrual cycle by the time they were talking to you about it. Was it like something that you talked to your mom about or like who told you mm, or was it just no. like the church being like women bleed and it's because they're bad? And we learned, we did, we learned about periods 
in primary school because the teacher was like I'm gonna put this basket of pads in the toilet and just if anyone needs them like that's the you know and so I kind of but I remember when I first got my period I thought I'd shit myself because it was like (laughs) sorry this is rotten like for people but it was like you know that kind of brown blood yeah so I just kept changing my underwear and not telling anyone and I was like I why am I shitting myself (laughs) I'm really shitting myself a lot and then eventually I was like to my mom something's happening to me (laughs) like and she was like you have your period (laughs) <laughs> she just gave me a hug and I was oh. like, it's awful um, yeah. how long did that go on <laughs> maybe two days okay it wasn't like several like times of getting your period no, you were like no, I keep no, shitting myself no 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 thank god oh my god but like it could have easily like because I'm like I could have easily not gotten the courage up to tell her that's nothing on her I was the first child so like you know um you know maybe it's a lot to think about I guess like uh having the talk and I I do remember like she put a packet of pads in one of my drawers and just I just like, silently oh, and just didn't yeah <laughs> And she was like there for, you know, when you get your period. And I was like, all right, Grant. But it was kind of like, you didn't ask questions beyond what you were told. And that's nothing she enforced. She would have, she would have definitely chatted to me about it and was always very open and whatever. But we just didn't talk you were about like, it. And I was too afraid to ask. Yes. Right. <laughs> Tight-lipped. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. that's incredible (laughs) what a great story I don't know if I've ever told the world this but I I think I lied about getting my first period I think I told I think I told people I had it when I didn't I was like I was just like a little liar there for like a good chunk of time love it I was just like full of falsehoods. <laughs> I was <laughs> lied with, with impunity. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, I think I think maybe I just like thought I like had like a particularly like soppy day, and I was like, clearly this is it. I've got it. I have to tell everyone. <laughs> and then I did end up actually getting it like at a sleepover, and then I had like a big brown bottom, and everyone was like, ew. <laughs> Oh my god. Were you okay? Were you embarrassed or were you like I was kind of like fuck yeah. I finally yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah. Okay, I that's finally cool. got I was like yeah, no, it was like everyone was like made fun of me but in the Irish way where it's like full of love. <laughs> and I was mostly just excited to be like getting my period. And I like, told I told my mom and she like took me out to dinner and stuff and that's so nice I know and she was like you're becoming a woman and now like look at me 20 odd <laughs> years later like jokes on you you're bitch. Like, absolutely not <laughs> no <laughs> surprise <laughs> my parents took no my parents like took me coming out so well they have done I think I tweeted this so this is like a repeat for my real fans but um, (laughs) they did a better job except like they were like of course you're trans like that's great we love you what they Mm. cannot let go of is that i'm no longer an actor (laughs) 
<laughs> they have to have one thing that they can be disappointed in. They're so sad that I'm not an and I'm like, you guys, I've chosen like something that is far more stable. Like I've been working consistently as a director since graduation. You should be proud. Amazing. But I don't think they know it is like what I do. So they like are like, why don't you act anymore? That's so much easier to explain to our friends. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair right. enough. Again, no issue. Like, like all of my family friends, all of my parents' friends, like use my right name and all that stuff. But they still act me like, ask me like, oh, when are you going to return to the stage? Oh my god! And I'm like, oh y'all cannot god. let this go. Yeah. Oh, stop. I guess they just that generation have to be disgruntled about something. They have to be. Otherwise they're like, what is happening? Like they oh, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> and also it's yeah. like I couldn't I wanted to act because I want I wanted attention. Let's be honest. Of course. Of course. That's I needed to perform and I needed to like I never like you know how some people are like actors. Even like some people we went to school with, who's just like, oh yeah, they're like acting and they're like in it and they're not thinking about their arms or themselves. I yeah, only but... ever thought about my arms and myself when I was on stage. <laughs> I was not a Probably generous partner. <laughs> <laughs> there was no active listening going on. It was all arms, oh. arms, arms all the time. Oh my God. Stephanie <laughs> Courtney found <gasps> breathing. Ah, that bitch. Is she dead? <laughs> no, no, she is not. Do you she remember? Is around. I'm gonna have to bleep her name, unfortunately. <laughs> Do you remember when she and Connor got in that screaming match with each other? Yes, that was incredible. Oh my god, the drama of Connor. We were like, we've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> Please give it to us I had never seen something like that live and I was like wow now I'm in acting school the Americans coming in and causing all just sorts of shit <laughs> like, but yeah. I think it was great I think it was great for us yeah I think we were all good for each other I we taught you how to feel and you yeah well, taught me how to feel less <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. I, um we, we should wrap up the podcast then we can talk a little more shit um, of course of course of course so Fiona Ferrali if you want to be found on the internet where can people find you so on Instagram and Twitter I'm Fiona Frawl Fiona F or A W L and that's it really yeah I do um some try channel videos if anyone follows that so I do <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> I'm the biggest in America. <laughs> we love, love to watch it <laughs> and that's basically it amazing if you're ever, ever in Ireland uh, come to a gig check out cherry comedy you're doing that yes. a lot yes. yes 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 if anyone's coming over come to cherry comedy on Incredible. a Monday in Whelan's yes. it'll all make sense when you get here I miss Whelan's that was a great venue yeah so good great great little spot um, and as always, you can find me at nonbinarybutler on Twitter and at Leo underscore Grierson on Instagram. I'm also on TikTok, um, but you don't have to find me there. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. It's just not my medium. It's just not my medium. Mm-mm, it's very scary. It's, mm, I'm just like, I'm somehow like too beautiful for Twitter, but like not hot enough for TikTok and Instagram. So I don't know. It's hard. It's so hard to be out here being a person. Um, (laughs) My last question for you, Fiona. I close out all of the episodes of this. Did that do it for you? Absolutely. 
Fuck yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Well, that did it for me. Hope that did it for you. Thank you so much for listening. That Do It For Ya is hosted and created by Leo Grierson, edited and produced by Leo Grierson and Eric Solis. Theme songed by Eric Solis and visual design is by Benny Kessler. Follow us on social media at That Do It For Ya, wherever you social your media. That Do It For Ya is a proud arm of the Juvenalia Collective. To find out more about the collective and what we do, you can head over to thejuveniliacollective.com. And if you want to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash thatdoitforyapod to join our horny little community. 